G'day guys, how's it going? And welcome to Swin With Me. Me. This is an academic podcast brought to you by the Swinburne Peer Assistants. And today we have... Jenny, who's filling in for <laughs> Natasha because she's unfortunately not, not well. Joshua? <laughs> <laughs> Did you forget your name for a second, Josh? <laughs> I didn't see the cue. <laughs> <laughs> and, and myself, Leonard. <laughs> Alrighty, so today's topic is... Um, we're going to be talking about culture sharing, diversity, and adjustment to a new country, new university, and new lifestyle. And today we'll have a few guest speakers uh, that will talk about the subject. And we're also going to be sharing a, a little bit of our experiences with um, culture and diversity within Swinburne. And for some of us, moving into a new country. Yeah. Um, Do you want to start off, Josh? Um, so my experiences coming here is I've moved here around four years ago to start studying. I'm mm-hmm. half Australian, half Indonesian. Um, my mother is Indonesian and my dad's Australian. So mm-hmm. I'm Australian by a citizen by descent. Uh-huh. And that's the whole reason I've des- I decided to come here was because I could get uh, hex assistance by the government. And the education system is a lot more um, advanced here compared to back home. That's good oh, to hear. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So your family still lives over in Indonesia? Yeah, they still they both still live in Bali. So I I'm living here alone. Yeah. Although I've got an aunt in say like Geelong and then a grandparents down there. Yeah, the you Great were talking Ocean about going to your grandparents. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you make it there? I, I <laughs> did make it there. Good. That's good. I didn't drive, so good. That's good. Yeah. good. <laughs> we were worried about that actually. So How about you, Leonard? Um well my parents are Filipino, but I I was pretty much born here back in ninety four. And yeah, so I'm full Australian pretty much. But um how do I say hello in Philip in Tagalog, which is the native language in the Philippines? Uh, kamusta, which is hello. Well, kamusta to you too. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, what? Oh, right. <laughs> I feel like right now you could just say anything and we'd have to believe him. I could just yeah. say anything, like yeah. really. You just wouldn't know. Like, Josh, you can probably say something. And <laughs> I can say something in Philippines, but I can't because it's... You know what? Give it a shot. No. No, try it. Let's, let's see if it's you It's a swear word. <laughs> okay, Moving maybe on. something in Indonesian then. <laughs> uh, something in Indonesian? Yeah, um, go for it. So the way we greet each other is just saying, how are you most of the time? Mm-hmm. We don't really say hi, because mm-hmm. when people ask me, how do you say hi in Indonesian? I say, hello, which <laughs> is exactly the same as saying hello. Uh, but we Very say, different. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I feel stupid when people <laughs> ask me, like, how do you say hi in your cl- language? Okay, hello. <laughs> um, so the way we greet each other is we say, apa kabar, which means, how are you? Yep. And then they uh, they say how they're going and then ask you back most of the time. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like, um, I believe in French because I took French lessons. I'm not French, by oh. the way. Uh, comment ça va? Comment ça va? Ah, ça va bien, merci. Oh, je vais bien, merci beaucoup. I feel really baguette. Croissant. Baguette. Baguette. Forget what? Forget that. Forget that. Um, yeah, so I'm basically just your typical white Aussie girl with very English heritage. Um, my dad was born in Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, my mom was born in Australia. Um, yeah. So what kind of cultural experiences have you had um, in Australia? Um, I think for me, it's because my parents are Filipino, even though my dad um, was here since he was like six years old or something, um, I don't look at all Australian, but I sound Australian pretty much. Um, but growing up here, I've never felt that people, you know, saw me as anything else but Australian in yeah. some way. Um, Why do you think that is? 
Um, I think just growing up here and stuff, you you just get acquainted to the culture here and this just becomes your home. Yeah, yeah. So you never really feel out of place. And it's funny too, because like, you know, I grew up in a very multicultural, <laughs> I grew up in a very multicultural um, society and, you know, it's a mix of cultures of Indians, Asians, Africans, um, European people. I have a lot of European friends as well. And um, we never felt like that was, that kind of deferred us from each other in some yeah, way. I yeah. felt like, you know, we're all in this together. We're all Australian. And I feel like I've never felt um, segregated at all. And that's the greatest thing about just being here, I guess. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I, hope you, I hope you're not going to say the opposite of what I just said. No, <laughs> no, no, okay. no, 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 no. Well, for, for myself, the cultural experience that affected me the most was language and style of speaking, like slang, but also normal speaking. Yeah. Um, cause, normal speaking? Well, because no, cause coming from oh, Indonesia... Because right. Australian isn't normal speaking. <laughs> no, it's... Coming from Indonesia and an international school, I kind of have a, let's say, international accent. Right. But a lot of things I learned when I was younger was American. So yeah. Like, you do yeah. have a bit of an American accent. I yeah. Say. Yeah. yeah. Well, well no, American influence in your American accent. Influence. I wouldn't say you'd sound American. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the thing. When I came here, I would describe. I would say water, faster, water. Yeah. and then. That's when I got schooled by my dad's friends. They're like, "It's water." It, yeah, yeah. If you want to be Australian, you need to start pronouncing <laughs> "er" as "a," and I'm like, "What? Water? Faster?" <laughs> and it worked like straight yeah, away. Yeah. Wow, that yeah. does sound it's a bit just different. That, like the stressed <laughs> "r," the stressed yeah. "r" is just enunciation. Very, of the R, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Australians don't say "r." They don't say "r." Mm. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jenny? What kind of experience have affected you? Um. Well, I have to say that being, you know, your typical white Aussie, I haven't felt any kind of, like, discrimination yeah. or anything. Mm. Like, I've always been part of the majority rather than any kind of minority. And so I'm quite privileged in that way. But also, I do I, I do really enjoy learning about other people's cultures. Like, I've been to Papua New Guinea. I've been to America. I've been to, like, I've been to a lot of white countries Mm. um but i i do really enjoy learning a lot about other people's cultures because i find it really interesting and specifically again with language i find it really interesting how different cultures have different ways of seeing the world through their language because Mm. language is such a big focus on how you perceive the world like the words you have for color like some people don't have a word for the color blue and so they don't see blue as a separate color to like purple and things like that. Like language really influences how you see the world. And so I really enjoy learning about other languages and other cultures just to, to, you know, experience some diversity. Cause I, yeah, I find it really interesting. Great. Mm. Anyway, let's crack on. So our first guest for today is Edward. Now, Edward, hi. Hey, (laughs) could you give us a little bit of introduction on yourself, please? Yeah, sure. Um, My name's Edward Fu. Uh, I'm from Malaysia, and I came over here in like to Melbourne at 2016 uh, to study film and television. Yeah. Oh, oh awesome. So that's how you know Jenny. Okay. Yes, that's how I know Jenny. <laughs> okay. Well, well, I have a question. So since you've come here from Malaysia, what was the most challenging thing about moving from Malaysia to Australia? Ooh. Um, definitely not having friends. <laughs> no. Um, 
yeah, it's like coming to a whole different country. Um, I did have some friends from high school that came over before, um, but no one was in my high like in my uni, um, and that's where I've like first got dropped into um Australia, and I'm meeting all local students yep. mm. and all these different cultures and lots and lots and lots of drinking. And I was <laughs> wow. just not used to that. I mean, like, the culture here is just very, um, yeah, lots of drinking. Uh, what what kind of things did you do to adapt to, like, all this change? You know? Oh, um, make friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is our culture different? Yes. I mean, is it, is it a big difference between here and back home? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, I feel like uh, back home, like, in Malaysia, we're all a lot more reserved than you. A lot more introverts, right. I feel. Um, in Malaysia, we have a lot more introverts. While here in Australia, it has this really like kind of like masculine um, kind of culture. Before, once again, lots of drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely making lots of friends did help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel because I didn't have like my high school friends to fall back to, mm-hmm. I was um, like I kind of assimilated and understood the culture here a lot faster mm. um because i had to um i had to like understand it to yeah live and be social and yeah a question that i wanted to know is what do you do to recover from like cultural awkwardness do you like call home do you have like relatives you meet up here i know you can meet up with friends but what if you want to feel like home you know what do you do when you're overseas um Food, one hundred percent food. Um, what type of food? Malaysian food. What type? Well, like what? What specific type of Malaysian food? Um, everything is like Malaysian food is very specific. Mm. Like we have so many different things because it's like that fusion again yeah. mm. of the cuisines. Yeah. Um, actually, is Malaysian food here? Is it like? Do you feel like the Malaysian food we have here is real Malaysian food? So far, no. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I've I've ah. had, I cook Malaysian food for myself, and that's right. where I feel the most at home. And mm. um, I cook it with my friends as well. Yeah. Um, I'm, okay. I'm something of like a, a food critic. Critique. Yeah, I I am very picky. With, not picky. Um. <laughs> I like to have good food, mm. <laughs> especially in Malaysia. Like my friends would go on, my friends and I will go on road trips just to eat food, um, and a lot of Malaysians are like that as well. Mm. So, <laughs> yeah, we we get disappointed very easily. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I was wondering, um, in terms of the differences in culture, is there something you do back home that is normal for you, but doing it here is quite different? Maybe Ooh, look I, down upon or something? Or it's funny you say look down upon because that's one of my all-time favorite tr- drinks. It's, we're going back to food again, guys. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, that's home most of the time. Culture. I mean, I, I can give two examples. But um, <laughs> first one, when you, you say look down upon, it's a definite look down upon thing. In Malaysia, my favorite drink is called cham, uh, also known as like te yin yong, which mm-hmm. is you literally take coffee, you take tea, and you mix it together. Wow. Interesting. And when did the alcohol come into this? <laughs> Funnily enough, I did have chum that tasted like rum the other day. That was chum rum. Chum rum. I like it. But yeah, um, that's that's one example of things that's not acceptable over here. <laughs> if yeah, we'll throw you in jail for doing that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. 
It's Melbourne for God's sake. Our coffee here is just, it just shouldn't be touched at all. I mean, oh my God. I'd love to see that in public. Just like, <laughs> like you see, and <laughs> <laughs> coffee, tea. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I guess another thing that's not so much not acceptable, but um, very like. <laughs> yeah, kind of strange to look strange at. very strange <laughs> yeah. is um when i start speaking with like seven different languages in one sentence um and that's just like people are like oh what? i have trouble speaking the one so <laughs> <laughs> but yeah because in malaysia we kind of we mix all languages together and that's right like i said earlier on we have that strong fusion of cultures mm. um and yeah you can go and go to a store and just order food and you can speak in at once, like within one sentence, you can have mm-hmm. six, seven different languages yeah. um, and just still understand you fine. Mm. Yeah. So Edward, um, we're also looking for recommendations for people who are coming from overseas and what kind of things they should do in terms of facing social, uh, cultural awkwardness or adapting to Australian culture, what what recommendations do you have? Yeah, tips and advice is based from your experience as well. Mm. Yeah, um, definitely um, put yourself out there, go for events. Um, mm-hmm. If it's your first time coming to Australia and like say you're a first year, um, it's definitely scary because you're in a completely different country. Yeah. But remember that everyone else next to you are doing uni for the first time as well. Yeah. So, you're all lost together. Um, <laughs> and now we're all found. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, that was really, that so, was really cheesy. <laughs> I was going to start singing We're All In This Together. But. All right, that's cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so definitely uh, put yourself out there. Go for events, mm-hmm. meet people. Um, try not to stick too much with what's familiar and your comfort zone as well. I like that. Um, yeah, that's good. Like, definitely, like I said, I can see why lots of people would stick with um, people from their home country because mm-hmm. it's home. Yeah. Um, but you're here in Australia to study, to kind of, you, you have this huge opportunity to actually yeah. learn more about the world and have a different yeah. worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely put yourself out there and yeah, make friends. So branch out a bit more. Yeah, it's right. a branch out. Eat, eat all the so different funny. food. One, one <laughs> HSP. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. Well, thanks for um being here today. No worries. Thank you, Edward. Thanks. Is there, a, you is guys. there a greeting? You guys? Is there a greeting? You guys want to say like? Hello. I know you say namaste and stuff. Say hello. Here, here's here's the thing in Malaysia. Um, it's also a common greeting. It's like Sudah makan ke? Oh, it's you already like, ate. Have you? Yeah, have you eaten yet? That's a greeting. <laughs> That's a greeting. We actually like one of the first things we see. How do you say friends is like. Oh yeah, have you makan yet? Maka. Makan. Makan. Which means eat, yeah. Have you makan yet? <laughs> I, s- I said it in like the most like <laughs> no, Australian it's way. It's close enough, yeah. <laughs> have you makan yet? This whole podcast is... Hey man, let's go to Maccas so we can makan. That, no, it doesn't, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> makan. <laughs> makan. Yeah, that's better. Makan of guy. Yeah, my, kind of <laughs> my kind of language. That's my, my kind, kind of, of that's guy. my kind of way of speaking. Right. <laughs> oh, well, thanks for, thanks for being here, man. Yeah, no worries, thank thanks. So, so today's guest, we have Olivia. Olivia, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. I'm Olivia Doyle. 
I'm one of the international student advisors at Swinburne. I work in a team called the International Student Advisory and Support Team. And my role specifically is to help our international students uh, get employment and career ready. Great. Um, we just have a few questions for you. Uh, my first question would be, how important is cultural diversity for universities, especially in the future workforce? So universities, I think it's the uh, diversity of culture in universities adds just so much to student and staff experiences. So my job is just personally made much more interesting by my ability to talk to people from all different backgrounds and cultures. But I think particularly for students, it's great. It's the, wor it's the workplace of the future is going to be very culturally diverse and getting those experiences at this you know, usually early stage in your career is really valuable. Uh, workplaces, the, the nature of work is really changing and it's going to be going cross borders more so. So the world will become a much smaller place. Right. So you feel the world will be more globally kind of connected? Absolutely. And that's what we're trying to prepare local and international students for. The ability to work in that cross-cultural environment is just going to be so vital. Mm -hmm. And em Sorry. <laughs> and employers are really focused on that these days as well too. So if, um, you know, you can explain to employers that you've had um, cross-cultural experiences, that you have different languages and, and real diversity, it's going to be a real differentiator when you're applying for graduate employment. Great. So another question would be what programs and activities do, does your department run for students, um, international students at Swinburne? So our, our department, the International Student Advisory and Support Team, runs a lot of um, activities for international students. So we start off, we have a big welcome each semester where we have close to a 1,000 students come to our welcome day, which wow, is that's, always that's in pretty, a week. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. So lots of organisations. So we have a, a briefing session where we try to explain to students a little bit more about Australian culture. Um, we explain to them about the academic side of, of international student life. And we also explain about um, just settling in and understanding the Australian community, because that's really important for students. And um, we have an expo after that um, main briefing session, and we have lots of different community partners there to to help students get involved and understand even the basic things from how to use our public transport systems to accommodation to even getting involved in off-campus off clubs and societies. We have football clubs coming, lots of different things um, to really help explain to students, you know, how Australia works. Then beyond that, we have um, various events that try to support students. So we have... Um, uh, a, a day, a soccer day where local and international students could come together and play soccer. We have we have a Celebrate Your Heritage Day where everybody, staff, students, get dressed up and celebrate their heritage and we have lots of performances and activities. Um, uh, uh, and then we have a lot of employment events which I'm particularly involved in for international students as well. So I, each semester um, I probably run close to 20 events for international students ranging from just basic things like a job club where we talk about how to get a part-time job and what their workplace rights are mm -hmm. through to um, how to find professional employments and, and internships and so forth. A lot of focus on Australian culture in those as well. Not trying to get students to forget their own culture but to, to let them understand how, how the workplace in Australia works as well. Yeah, it sounds like it'd be really valuable. Yeah, very. Yeah, we get pretty good attendance, so it's great. International well, yeah, students engage. Uh, that's on the first day. Oh, wow. <laughs> <We> okay. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought but it was at, growing every day. But. <laughs> but at some of my events, we we sort of get maybe you know a hundred students at each event, which mm -hmm. is really good. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, from your experience, Olivia, do you find it difficult for international students to adapt themselves to the Australian culture? Look, I think Australian culture is is very diverse. So that's probably something that international students tell us that they notice when they come here, that there's so many different cultures. Yeah. And they seem to really enjoy that and, and celebrate that diversity. But notwithstanding, you know, it is hard for students. A lot of students, it's their first time out of home. Um, they are, it's, it's a big adventure, but adventures can also be a little bit scary as well. Yeah. So that's where sometimes they, they, they get homesick, which is perfectly natural. And after a while, those things that are fun perhaps come a little bit annoying as well. Mm-hmm. And that's where Swinburne tries to have a lot of supports in place to just sort of help um, explain, you know, what how things are done in Australia and get them familiar and, and give them lots of support so it's not so overwhelming. So what kind of support do you offer for people adjusting to life of study here in Australia? Sure. So we, we have um, a team of counsellors available who can and, and advisors mm-hmm. who can help international students if they've got problems that can't be solved at the basic sort of, you know, student HQ counter type of thing. And then we refer on to a lot of partners as well. Um, we also, for example, have a fortnightly newsletter that goes out to international students called Free Time, mm-hmm. where they can um, learn about activities off campus in their free time that they can get involved with and engage with the community. Um, I do an employability newsletter a couple of times a semester, which talks about events on and off campus that they can also get involved in to really understand the, the workplace. Many international students really want to stay in Australia after they graduate and take advantage of the post-study work visa. And we know that finding graduate employment is difficult for everybody. It's yep. probably the hardest job you'll find is <laughs> Not that just first... <laughs> Absolutely, that first graduate yep. job. So um, we try to sort of support them and and on Friday this week, we've got a, a completion of studies event. So it's really to help international students know how to complete their studies at Swinburne, mm. but prepare them for those next steps as well. And how do you prepare them exactly for those next steps? Yeah, well, look, we have um, what we've developed is a student life cycle and employability life cycle. And it ranges from, you know, when you first come, just, just put your feet down, mm-hmm. you know, get used to the study, get find somewhere to live, get used to doing your shopping and using the public transport. Mm-hmm. A lot of students then want to get a job and we sort of support them with how to get job, what their workplace rights are. Yep. But then it sort of ramps up as you go through sort of midway through your course. We try to get people to engage more p- with the professional community and with industry. So, you know, join clubs and societies and professional associations, build a network, you know, get some industry experience. And then as they get closer to finishing their studies, you know, developing um, per professional job search tools, um, understanding better what the requirements of employers are and how the job market works. And then when they finish, we don't just shut people off. You know, there's yep. still support services available to them. You know, That's they great. can keep coming back for our events for up to a year uh, and still keep getting advice and using the career advisors. So we try to offer a lot of structured support that sort of fits that life cycle. Awesome. Is this a free registration for all students or? Everything is free that we do. So it's an amazing amount of support that Mm -hmm. we offer. Um, We also do have some cohort-specific events as well. So running an event for Chinese students next week um, because a lot of Chinese students don't get as involved on campus. I think they're a little bit shyer. Yep. but we also support cohorts, for example, at the moment, the Sri Lankan students. So we've got a lot of students at Swinburne from Sri Lanka, yep. and a lot of them are really in shock about the terrible events that have happened over the past couple of mm-hmm. weeks. And that's typical when an event does happen overseas, it affects students studying here. So we try to offer really specific support to those students as well. That sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> All right, guys, what do you got for us today? So, me and Josh are going to be doing some impersonations. Not good ones, but um, we'll try. We'll try. Josh, you want to start off with something you've got? (laughs) 
I'll get the coffee. I'll be back. Sure, that's obviously Anne Hathaway, right? Like, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I love, love you, Star Baby. Any more? <laughs> yeah, any more you've got there? Like, uh, just, it's uh, like a same character. Uh, um, um, what's that was Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? Uh, true, yeah. true. Um, there's another one. <laughs> I'm, I'll try this one. I don't have a British accent, but... <laughs> Uh, very psychedelic, baby. <laughs> I don't even know if I do that correctly. Just, but. That just sounds like you, Josh. <laughs> After a few drinks, but um. After a few drinks, damn, I need to work on my impersonation. Is that, is that all you got, man? Um, uh, for now, for now, like, I'll, I'll I'll pass it to you and if, see if I can think of. All right, let's more. see what I. All right, so I did this last time, like new stitch. So, oh, family. Uh, that's one I can do. Oh, I can do a horse sound. <laughs> uh, I can do a monkey, like a. <laughs> and a confused monkey? Huh? That's more of a confused dog, really. But that's just actually confused, that's just like confused me <laughs> really confused all the time. Yeah. Christopher Walken. That's a hard one. Um, guys, come on! <laughs> come on! That was horrible. Come on! <laughs> As I said, good and mostly bad impersonations of both of us. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you guys for putting up with our crap today. But um, <laughs> hopefully, you guys will tune in again sometime soon. See you guys later. Thank you, guys. See ya. See ya. Take it easy.